EBC, it is good to be here. Amen, amen. This, this, this is home, amen. This is home. I tell people all the time, I was born and raised in New Orleans. And I, 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 y'all may have heard this before because I know I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again. And when I left New Orleans, I thought I was a man. Thought I was a bad man, too. And I got all the way up here to Shreveport, Bossier, really Benton, Louisiana. And God says, let me show you how to really be a man. And God used this man right here to show me how to really be a man. Married, but I wasn't no man. Immature is all I, as I can be. But God used Pastor Adams and Sister Maria and their ministry to help me become the man that God really wanted me to be. Amen? I'm, so, I'm forever grateful for them for that. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's get into the word. We got plenty of time to talk. Ooh, that clock moving. <laughs> I was looking over here, and I said, oh, there it is right there. I knew there was a clock. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Let's get into the word. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And I know, EBC, y'all have spent a lot of time in Corinthians, so many of you probably can dissect Corinthians up and down. Um, I know Pastor went through a series not long ago called Scandalous. And, and so y'all know all about 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We're going to read two verses, verses 9 and 10. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9 and 10. And then we're going to pray. It says, but as it is written, I had not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for them that do what? That love him. Next verse. But God had revealed to had revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searched all things, yea, the deep things of God. Amen. For a subject tonight, for a talking topic, I want to talk about let's go deeper. Let's go deeper. Father God, we come to you right now. We thank you, God, for allowing us to come together in this Thanksgiving and praise service. You know, you know, we don't have to tell you, yes, you deserve all the praise, all the honor, all the glory. God, we thank you. As we go through your scriptures tonight, God, give us knowledge, wisdom, and understanding from the scriptures so that we may be better for you. So that we may position ourselves so you can take us a little bit deeper. God, we love you. We praise you. We thank you for all that you're doing. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. How how many of you know that God wants to take us deeper? God wants to take us deeper. What do you mean, Bill? Well, deeper means Going beyond the surface, 
It means it means getting to know God just a little bit better. Getting to know God just a little bit better. And it was something that Paul wanted to do with the Corinthian church. He wanted them to go just a little bit deeper. Deeper in the word of God. Deeper in their ministry. Deeper in their faith. And God wants to take us deeper in his word. He wants us to go deeper in our ministry. He wants us to go deeper in our faith. And for many of us, there are things that he's taken us through and it's, 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 you, you think it's to hurt or harm you, but it's really to take you deeper in your faith. I, I, I know, Maria, I could pick on you that last year that, that what you've gone through, God has taken you just a little bit deeper in, in, in your faith. Zonda, I know that, that, that your last year, God has taken you a little bit deeper in your faith. As, as, as I watch from Shreveport, not, not Shreveport, as I watch from Brandon, Mississippi, when, when the tornado hits your house, call, and I watch you give God praise, even in the midst of your house being gone, I said God just took him deeper in his faith. And, and if it, here's what I know. If there's a church that God has been dealing with and helping them go deeper in their trust and their love for him, it's EBC because I know of all the issues and all of the people who've been sick and, and, and some of the things that you've gone through, but it's not about the sickness. It's about you going deeper in your faith and trust in God. So he wants us to go deeper in our relationships, not just with him, but he wants us to go deeper in our relationships with one another. He he wants us to go deeper. But there's some things that can hinder us from going deeper. And, And one of the things that was hindering the Corinthian church from going deeper was their immaturity. Watch this. Go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1. Paul tells them. 1 Corinthians 3. It says, brothers and sisters, he says, when I was with you, I couldn't talk to you as I would to spiritual people. I had to talk to you, talk as though you belonged to this world, as though you were infants In the Christian life. Watch this. There are certain deep conversations I cannot have with Marini. Because she's immature. Yes, she's been baptized. Yes, she's accepted the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I am the most proud dad in here today. But there's some conversations we can't talk about. Because there's some immaturity. And immaturity will cause any of us from going... Deeper, deeper. Another thing that causes us from going deeper is complacency. And you may be, no, you may not be mature. Maybe you are that spiritual Christian. Maybe you are that mature Christian. But you're complacent. 
One of the first words that God gave us when we started Word Alive Church was don't be complacent. And I almost forgot it till Mel was teaching a couple of Wednesday nights, a couple of weeks ago on Wednesday night Bible study, that she reminded us that God told us not to become complacent. You see, y'all, y'all know the story. I ain't got to make nothing up. Y'all know how I got from St. Mary to, if you ain't, you may have heard the story. But don't worry about it. We went from St. Mary to Word Alive. And, and in our first days and still now, our church has only been in existence really a little bit over two and a half months. And everything feels good. We are loving up on each other. It's nothing like a group of people who really want to come together to serve God. But even in our feel good, even in our loving up on one another, God said, don't get complacent. He said, don't don't you get complacent. And so often that's what happens to many of us. We become complacent. And and it's it's one of the tactics that the devil likes to use because he don't have to do much because he gets you in a position where you think everything is okay. You think that 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 you are just walking with God, you smoothly walking with God and, and the devil just sits back and just waits because watch this. The person who deals with complacency more than anything is God. If you're a believer, he will get you out of your complacency. So sometimes we can easily get into a state where we appear to have a good Christian walk. We appear to seem like everything's all right, but we, we're so far disconnected from God. We're not connected with God. And we can come Sunday after Sunday, and we can come to Bible study after Bible study, and we can come here and worship and praise him and be in a spirit of complacency. And God says, I want to take you deeper. So there are three things that inhibit going deeper that we can see in Corinthians. Immaturity, complacency. And the last one that Paul talks about is too much dependency on pastoral leadership. Too much dependency on pastoral leadership. 1 Corinthians 3 verses 4 and 5. When one of you say, I am a follower of Paul, And another says, I follow Apollos. Aren't you acting like people of the world? Next verse. Now, Paul's talking to Christians. After all, who is Apollos? Who is Paul? We are only God's servants through whom you believe the good news. Each of us did the work of the the Lord gave us. Let's read one more. Verse six. He says, I planted the seed in your hearts and Apollos watered it. But it is who? It is who? Who makes it grow. Watch this. Sometimes, Pastor, you don't intentionally get in the way. But what people will do sometimes is hide behind you. 
You know it. Rather than them going deeper in the word themselves, they depend on you to feed them. Because there's nothing wrong with him feeding us the word of God. But at some point, we got to begin to feed ourselves. If he only is feeding you on Monday, I mean on Sunday and on Wednesday, you're starving. Thank you, Thornell. You're starving. And, and, and so, and, and here's another thing. If, if he's the only one who can share the word and, and you're getting it only from him. But when Craig comes up and share the word, you're not getting it. When Rod comes up and share the word, I won't hear Rod. There's something wrong. Because you're allowing a person, watch this, to dictate what you get from the Lord. And God is saying, I can use anybody to speak a word into your life. And so some of us, we're right there, we're surface. Two Sundays ago, I, I, God told me, you got to go. And, and so I went on a little vacation, and I purposely went. I, I, I really had to go. Because here's what God did for me. I walked out of one church on a Tuesday night and walked into another church on a Wednesday night. I never stopped preaching. I preached that Sunday. I was teaching Bible study that Wednesday and preaching again that next Sunday, and I didn't stop. And so time was going by, and God was like, son, you need a break. But he also was saying, the the people need a break from you. They need to hear somebody else. I thank God for associates, pastor. I thank God for people who helped me carry the weight. I thank God for Word Alive Church ministry. I pastor them, but these people are helping me do the work that God has called me to do. And I couldn't do it without them. But, but, but if I'm not careful, I can get in the way of God. And so my, my job is to help develop them so that they can experience things with God for themselves. So that they can go into the word themselves. And so that leads me into my next topic. Where does God want to take us deeper in? He gave me three areas. He says, first, and this is for everybody. This is for EBC, Word Alive, uh, Timbuktu Church. God wants to take us first deeper in his word. Deeper in his word. Now watch this. Just reading a scripture daily will not take you deeper. Just like I said, just coming to church don't take you deeper. I mean, we, 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 we fancy now. I get texts every day of somebody sending me a scripture. And I read the scripture. And I put the phone down. There's no meditation on the scripture. I just read the scripture. Here's the scripture of the day. How many of y'all been there? You just read the scripture. Oh, I got my word in. We don't, we read that scripture, but how many of us go home 
and then dig into the scriptures. Many of us don't do that. And God is saying in order for us to go deeper, we got to go beyond the surface. We got to go beyond the surface reading. So just reading scripture daily will not take us deeper, just like not coming to church. Now, some people think that memorizing scripture will help them go deeper. But just memorizing scripture won't help you go deeper either. Some folks think that getting a Bible study, going to Bible study will help them go deeper. But just going to Bible study won't help you go deeper either. It, it, takes, it takes more than that. Now, now, going to Bible study will help. But God wants us to go so, so much deeper. He wants us to be able to hear his voice as we read the scriptures. And when I talk about hearing his voice, again, I talk about knowing and understanding his thoughts and his opinions on the word and how it applies to every one of our lives. I I know a man who who can quote scripture left and right. And if you ask him, now how does that apply? Can't tell you. But he know the scripture. Know the scripture. Can memorize it, can quote it to you and tell you what you ought to do. But when you challenge him on the scripture according to his life, the same man, I've heard him say, I don't hear that Bible, put that Bible away. But he knows the scripture. And God is telling every single one of us, I want to take you deeper. Well, Bill, how, how can I go deeper in this word? The way we go deeper in this word, we must allow the word of God to affect our mind, to affect our soul, to affect our heart. And when I say mind, heart, soul, I'm really talking about the same thing. Watch this, so that it may shape our lives and shape our behavior. Well, how do we get to that point? Well, David says something in the Psalms. Go with me to Psalms 119.36. That tells us how we go deeper in God's word. Psalms 119.36. Put that one in the KJV. He says, incline my what? Unto thy what? And not to what? What helps us go deeper in God's word is a positioned heart. It's a positioned heart ready to receive God's word. Y'all remember the parable of the soul, right? Luke chapter 8. I don't have to go there, right? We can just talk about it, right? Luke chapter 8, Jesus tells a parable how he goes out in sow seed. And he said, there's a farmer. He goes out and he spreads seed. And he says, some falls on rocky ground, some falls in the thorns. And, but but the, he says, there's some that fall in a ground that he calls fertile. And, and, and he told his disciples that, as he explained the scriptures to them, that This is the type of heart. He said the ground is the heart. 
And your, our hearts have to be positioned to receive the word. So I can come in here and I can hear Pastor Adams preach. But if my heart is not right, I ain't going deeper. My, my heart has to be right in order for me to go deeper. And God wants us to go deeper in his word. Same thing. If you're at home, Karen, and you're reading the scriptures, if your heart is not right, although you're reading the scriptures, you're not going deeper. Sometimes I, I, out of out of I know I got to read. I know I got to read. I know I got to read. We'll just pick up the Bible and say, OK, read the scriptures. Close it. But when we started reading, our heart never was right. So God can't speak to us. He can't take us deeper into his word. He can't give us deep revelation from the scriptures. And God's saying to every single one of us, I want your heart. I want your heart positioned so I can take you deeper, so I can take you deeper in my word. And if I can take you deeper in my word, I can take you deeper, deeper in understanding the type of relationship I want to have with you. The next place that God wants to take us deeper in is deeper in our ministry. He gave me three things. He can take us deeper in a lot of areas, but tonight he says go deeper in the word. Second thing he says, go deeper in ministry. Deeper in ministry. Go with me to Luke chapter 5. We'll start reading at verse 3. And I believe that this is a word for every single one of us. Notice what the scripture says. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. Verse 4. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go out where it is deeper. Go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some what? Fish. Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. Verse 6. And this time, their nets were full of fish that they began to tear. And and the KJV says they caught a multitude of fish. Verse 7. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat. And soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of what? Sinking. Jesus told him to cast out into the deep. In order for ministry to go deep, we must be willing to go where others are not willing to go. We must be willing to do things that other people are not willing to do. God wants our churches in these latter times to have a great effect on this world. But I can tell you, there are a lot of churches that are complacent. 
They're not willing to go where others are not going. And God is saying that if our ministries are going to advance, if they're going to go further, he says, we must go deeper. Peter said in the KJV that he was going to obey God's word. And going deeper starts with obedience. There's some things that God is going to tell us to do in ministry. Pastor, everybody ain't going to like. But if God say do it, do it. I know. Sometimes people don't like doing what God has given you to do. Even in your marriage, Julius, there's some things that God's going to give you word on. Laura may say, I ain't hear God say that. And God will set you up just like that. There are things that God has told me to do. And I tell Mel, and she's like, I hear God say it, but then Mel was always smart. Here's what she would always do me. Well, if God is telling you to do it, then you do it. <laughs> Set up. But make sure he, but make sure you're hearing God and He's telling you to. Do it. And she will just walk away. But God is telling us, oh, there's more to do. That's what I like about the end of the year. It's because often God is showing me, son, I want to take you even further than I took you in this year. There's some things that are left undone. There's some things I want to show you. But in order for you to do it, you're going to have to hear my voice and you're going to have to go and do things that other people are not willing to do. Once they went deeper, watch this, they catch a multitude of fish. They come up with all types of fish. They come up with so many fish that they needed help. We'll talk about that in a second. But God, if you keep reading the scripture, it wasn't about fish. What God was telling Peter, what Jesus was telling Peter, what Jesus even told Peter, he says, I just gave you a demonstration of what I want you to do. He said, you're not going to be a fisherman trying to catch fish. He says, I want you to be a fisher of men. And that's what ministry is all about. If our ministry is not about fishing for men, women, boys, and girls, and taking them, helping them go into a closer relationship with God, we're not doing ministry. And our ministry has become 
complacent. One of the things I like about Paul, and one of the things I'm beginning to learn that God wants to do with me is, and I say go places that others are not willing to go and do things that others are not willing to do. And I really, he, I really believe he really wants to do this in our churches, especially in these last times, especially in these season that the season that we live in where race is so, so at a high level, race relations. God wants diversity. And watch this. Peter didn't get it, but Paul got it. Because Paul took the word of God to places that nobody was willing to go. He took it to the Gentiles. Peter was stuck most of the time with the Jews. And God is telling us, Gary, that white guy on your job, you can minister to him. That white person who lives next to you, you can minister to him. That Hispanic person who you know, you can minister to him. Often, what happens in churches, and it's black churches and white churches, we minister to people who look like us. So we don't go deeper. We don't go. We go to the same people. And God is saying, in order for you to go deeper, you got to you got to change it up. We got to invite other people to church. We can't be afraid to do that. And I, and, and I know it because I know he teaches it. Because in order for you to. Invite somebody in order for you to minister to them, you got to do what, EBC? Huh? Go deeper, but you got to do what? Say it again, Pastor, because I know you taught it. You got to build the relationship. And many of us, we're not building a relationship. Remember, I told you, he wants us to go deeper with him. But he wants our relationship not to just be deeper with him. He wants our relationship to be so it can grow. It can be deeper with others. So in order for our ministry to go deeper. We got to be willing to go and share the word with people who don't look like us. We got to be willing to go and share the word with people who don't smell like us. So often now, we, we, we want to stay away from the hood. And God is saying, go to the hood and bring them to where you are. Minister to them where they are, then invite them to come where you are. Uh-oh. I don't know if you got that. Minister to them where they are, then invite them to come where you are. At one time, I was somewhere. But if God didn't place somebody in my life to help me come up to another standard, I would still be where I am. So he had to minister to me where I was and invite me to step up to a place where God was calling me to be. 
Watch this. So once you start going deeper and you start catching fish, you can't handle it all. God starts pouring it in. And as he pours it in, he says, you need help. And watch this. There's value in ministry. There's value in partnering in ministry. If, if anybody understands that, Word Alive understands that, that there's value in partnering in ministry. One of the things that God told me when we started this ministry, he said, you need a covering. You need someone to cover you. You need a ministry to, 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 to cover you, to help pray for you, and to help support you. And I knew who to call. And I called him, and I said, God placed this in my heart to start a ministry. We're done. But God has spoken to me to start a ministry. Now, he could have said, God ain't tell me that. (laughs) But he said, Bill, we're going to be there for you. We're going to help support you. And from day one of Word Alive, EBC has been a support of what we're doing in Brandon, Mississippi. Now watch this. As you grow, we'll grow. But as we grow, you'll grow too. Because we're in ministry partnership together. And that's just what God is talking about, going deeper in ministry. You can't come to Mississippi. Any of y'all want to come? I'm talking to EBC folks. Well, I got one. <laughs> Allie said, yeah, me. You can come. Craig, Craig, we can we can open the barbershop over and. but watch this there's value in partnering in ministry what we're doing in Mississippi is going to the credit of the partnership that we have with EBC And as EBC continues to grow and do ministry in different things in different ways, it's going to help this ministry. Just us coming here tonight to be with y'all has added so much value to our two-month-old ministry. You you just don't know. and, And I'll say this. Just seeing how things are done around here in the spirit of excellence. Just just seeing how you do things around here in the spirit of excellence adds value to the ministry that God is birthed in Word Alive Church and Communion House. But watch this. Tiffany was with us last week. And we had service in the house. 
When I say in the house, literally in the house. Sometimes we meet in the house. And when we first started meeting in the house, oh, Lord, when we first started meeting in the house, it felt a little odd. Felt a little odd. Now, we loved it. We enjoyed our fellowship. It felt a little odd. We used to it now. But watch this. What she experienced was that close, because we can't help but be close, because it's tied up in there. That close relationship that God has allowed us to build in this short period of time. We've gotten to know each other so much better than we ever knew each other in the two years I was pastoring at the other church. But because God has allowed us to go deeper in relationships with one another and deeper in our quest to serve him, even though we sometimes have to come together in the house, it has strengthened the bond that we have with one another. God is saying go deeper. Let's go to this last one. God says go deeper in your pockets. Oh, Lord, I know I lost some of (laughs) y'all. And and when he he said this, I was like, God, I don't want to say that. Give me somewhere else. Let's go deeper in prayer. He says, no. He says, there's a Thanksgiving and praise service. He says, go deeper in your pockets. I said, God, I don't understand what they got to do with Thanksgiving and praise service. And as he always says, keep reading. Watch this. We've been talking about positioning the heart to go deeper. Luke 12 and 34, many of you know the scripture. And in Luke 12 and 34, Jesus says, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So God says, I'm not talking just about money when I say go deeper into your pockets. I'm talking about money, but he says, that's not just what I'm talking about. He says, I'm talking about our hearts. I'm talking about opening your heart to me. Because where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Now say, okay, God tells me what this has to do with Thanksgiving. That's how when I read and I study, that's how I talk to God. What does this have to do with Thanksgiving? He says, I'm glad you asked. He says, go back to that term you learned a long time ago, first instance. And so he says, look up the word thanksgiving at its first instance in scripture. And you'll find the word thanksgiving in its first instance in scripture in Luke chapter 7, verse 12. And when you see This word thanksgiving in Luke 
chapter 7, and not Luke, Leviticus. I'm about to mess you up. Leviticus chapter 7, verse 12. Leviticus chapter 7, verse 12. You see that it is tied to the offering, the sacrificial offering. He says, if he offer it as a thanksgiving, then he shall offer with the sacrifice of thanksgiving unleavened cakes mingled with all. So thanksgiving, watch this, is tied to offering. But thanksgiving is also tied to praise. That's why you call it the thanksgiving and praise service. Because thanksgiving is tied to the offering, but thanksgiving is also tied to praise. Watch this. The Greek, the Hebrew word for thanksgiving in this word is the word toda. And toda really means an extension of the hands as it relates to thanksgiving and praise. And this extension of the hands is, is an extension to God saying, I give myself to you. You can extend your hands in a manner of receiving something. Or you can extend your hands in a matter of giving something. Often we want to extend our hands to receive something. But God says, Thanksgiving is extending your hand to give me something. Watch this. So often during Thanksgiving, this one passage of scripture is read. Go to Psalms 100. And we hit it real quick. And then I'm going to show you another scripture. And I'm going to be wrapping it up. Psalms 100. Verse 1. We'll go down to verse 4, but it says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all you lands. You know the scripture. Keep reading. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Verse 3. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that had made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Verse 4. Enter into his gates with what? And into his courts with what? Be thankful unto him and do what? So when we think of Thanksgiving and praise service, most of us just think of hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Sing a song. Get me excited. Because, God, we're giving you thanks. But real Thanksgiving is tied not just to us praising God. It's, it's also tied to Giving an offering. I'm, I'm going somewhere. Go to Psalms 50. Verse 14. Offer unto God what? And do what? Now, and is a. Even if you ain't understand English here at EBC, Pastor Adams explains English words to you. And and is a conjunction. It ties the first phrase to the next phrase. In other words, you can't separate the second phrase from the first phrase. They go together. So God says, 
offer thanksgiving. Offer me that praise. But he says, pay the vow. Now, watch this. This is what happens with most of us. Either we praise him with everything we got and don't pay the vow. Or we pay the vow, and because we pay the vow grudgingly, we don't praise him with everything we got. And God says, the two go together. Just as hard as you praise him and thank him with your mouth, you should be praising him and thanking him with your hands open. Not to receive, but to give. Thank you, Juju. He's a little preacher. So watch this. The extension of the hand says to God, I give you everything. It says, God, I tell you, tell me what you want and you can have it. Toda means, God, I give you everything. Tell me what you want and you can have it. And that is what God is wanting us to do if we're going to go deeper into our pockets. And when I'm talking about the pockets, I'm really talking about your heart. I'm talking about your heart. God says, that is the type of thanksgiving I want from you. One where your heart is positioned, not just to praise me, but to give me everything you got. And here's the thing I know about God. God's not going to ask any of us to give him something we can't give. He's not going to ask any of us to give him something we can't give. But here's what the devil does. Whatever God asks us to give him, he makes us think it's difficult. Gary, you could be in a restaurant. And God can say, Gary, I want you to bless this young girl. Give her an extra $5 on her tip. And you will struggle with it. Knowing you have the $5, but you struggle with it because maybe she didn't give you good service. And God says, I need your heart positioned to anything I ask you to do for me. I want you to do it. Anything I ask you to do for me, I want you to do it. It's not what we give to the Lord. It's how we give to the Lord. Uh It's not what we give to the Lord. It's how we give to the Lord. When we give to the Lord, are we giving to him with an open heart? Or are our hearts closed and we're just going through a ritual? Let's give God thanksgiving, but let's give God our heart. Let's give God thanksgiving, but let's give God our heart. He says, if you position your heart, he says, I'm going to take you deeper. 
this is the end of the year, and I don't know what. your year has been like. But I know in this year, God has told me, Bill, I want to take you deeper. I want you to go deeper. I want you to experience me at another level. And he says, if you're going to do that, son, I need your heart always position toward me. And I think God is telling every single one of us, get your heart ready because I want to take you deeper. Give God a hand clap of praise.